Hey, what's going on, everybody? Today, we're going to do literally some duck talk. Welcome to the St. Canard Files, the Darkwing Duck Podcast. I'm your host, Will Santana, and... I'm Mike Russo, and I'm really happy to have our guests here today. I'm glad they were able to come in and join us. All right, Mike, who we got here today? We have the host of the Duck Talks podcast. I think they're probably the leading uh, DuckTales podcast out there. I know they're probably the most popular. They're the ones I always hear about when people talk about DuckTales and podcasts. Um, so if uh, let's go around and introduce each other. Um, Josh? Uh, hi, my name is uh, Josh. I go by the handle uh, CCRunner524. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm Pirate Steven. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, my name is Steven. I'm, uh, I, I, I go by Pirate Steven because on the internet, I thought it'd be fun to be a pirate. Pirates have fun. Um, <laughs> There's some, pirates is something to fear in the sea. Right. Pirate's <laughs> life for me. <laughs> and my name's Mitch. I typically go by Infinorama616. Uh, on the internets um, and that basically comes from a video game from the early 2000s freedom force if anybody remembers that <laughs> i've never heard of that well <laughs> it was an amazing game it was like golden age comic books and all the characters were created with a jack kirby style mm -hmm. uh, it was an rpg and it had an amazing online community and that was the first time i got involved in an online community so i've just kind of always stuck with it oh okay all right. So are, are you guys hardcore DuckTales guys, like old school and new? Old school and new. I'd say that. Uh, there's definitely some more hardcore fans out there than us, but uh, <laughs> but we definitely were old school and new school. Yeah, I feel like we're old um, in general because we were. <laughs> yeah, I was I was six years old when DuckTales premiered. I was figuring all this, all my ages out. So six years old when uh, DuckTales premiered nine when the disney afternoon debuted and 10 when darkwing duck uh debuted so i felt like it was the perfect age for the disney afternoon fandom oh uh, so you're an 81 baby oh yeah i'm an 81 <laughs> 70, 79 here i was 12 when darkwing started and eight when ducktail started perfect perfect well, age I'm, for that group i'm an 82 child so Oh, and I'm the young and I'm at 84. <laughs> okay, so I'm the ancient one here. Yeah, you're old as dirt, Mike. Old as dirt. dirt, as Will would say. <laughs> so are, are you guys uh, more DuckTales or more Darkwing or kind of even? That's hard. That's hard. That's hard. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've said this from the very beginning of the podcast. I mean, our first episode, I'm sure we talked about the chances of a Darkwing Duck reboot on the very mm -hmm. first podcast we did because we just love the character so much. But we wanted to make sure that our podcast was dedicated to DuckTales because it is, um, you know, about the show, uh, the right. current, sh the ongoing show. Mm -hmm. And um, <laughs> but it's hard sometimes because we are such big fans of Darkwing. And uh, I think all of our listeners and people we interact with online know that we probably love Darkwing a little bit more than DuckTales, but it's close. Which is the exact, which is true of Frank Angonis. It goes all the way up to him. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, I listened, I listened to your Let's Get Dangerous episode recently and the love is there. You can definitely see oh, it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We uh, love Frank because he's pretty much us, except he has the actual job of getting the, to make Darkwing. Uh, yeah. He got his dream job. Yeah. Oh yeah, he he got more pool than anybody. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh man. And you're and you're right. He loves the character, and he loves all the characters and all of the Disney afternoon. He has some really wild ideas that he wanted for 
um, you, you know, the future of the Disney Afternooniverse, but uh, you can really see the love in that one character and everything that he does. Well, and I think it's funny that that he won't let it. Well, it's not that he won't let anybody else. They just respect him enough to know that he needs to work on the character when he's well, in the show. I think it was I think it was great back when uh, the Buddy System episode aired. Um, when people were upset, they thought they were, he was wasting Darkwing. And he said, he made this tweet. He said, uh, you, a fan of Darkwing who thinks I've mishandled the character on a short little joke, me, a Darkwing fan at 13, and posted the picture of him dressed as Darkwing for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, that yes. says everything. <laughs> That's how I knew it was getting better. We were getting so much more Darkwing stuff. That's how yeah. I knew. And I think when, when we shared that, we included a caption of, or in the tweet, we included something about, you know, it's by fans for fans. And, mm-hmm. and of course, we had, I'm trying to remember, we had spoken with Tad, uh, Tad Stone's the creator of Darkwing Duck, not long before that, and uh, which he couldn't tell us anything <laughs> that he yeah. hadn't already told people in the convention circuits, but he couldn't say anything else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he did let us know that he really liked what they were doing. And he looked forward to everyone else, you know, being able to experience that. And so for me, that was, that kind of made me okay with whatever they were going to do because Tad signed off on it and I knew it was going to be great and it paid off. It shows a level of respect from the people making the show that they have to get Tad involved, even in some small way. Yeah. Yeah. You think um, whenever something is rebooted or the idea goes out there, all the original people usually hate it or just blasted on social media and Tad does the exact opposite and telling everybody, you got to watch this. Well, look at the new Animaniacs. The creator was really upset that they didn't even come to him at all about it or any of the writers and directors. Nobody was consulted. Yeah, I was disappointed when I read that. Josh, what do you say to people who like, don't even want to give the new DuckTales a chance because of the art design. Like I see a lot of people have a, lot. a hard time yeah. with art design and they just like, I'm not watching it. I refuse to watch it. What do you say yeah. to people like that? You know, when it was originally announced and they showed promo images of it I, I, and I saw like, the art style, I was, I was a little leery of it at first, uh, just because it was so different. Um, but the animation that they've produced with it, like, uh, there, there's been some very technical episodes that they've just done some amazing animation um, alongside of these characters that um, it just blows just anything out, out of the water to the original DuckTales. Plus, like the storylines and the, the, just the differences they bring into um, each one of the characters tends to, um, for, for me, just like it, it makes the the whole universe a lot more richer and more inviting for other people because I mean the, the originals like the Huey, Dewey, and Louie just kind of have the same old old like personality and all that kind of stuff and so um, to me it's like yeah there's a style difference and I, I, I just tell them like hey you, you kind of have to get over it a little bit but like for me the animation that they bring to it and the 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 rich and depthness of the characters they bring in like mm-hmm. over trump any of that and so like for me the series has just gotten better and better and yeah. i would just recommend anybody just to try it out and and at least watch the first few episodes because they'll, they'll fall in love with it yeah. disney fans are like that too i feel like in general it's like when you think of the disney theme parks and uh if they want to replace a ride or enhance a ride you're going to get the purest that are like oh no don't do that that's my childhood blah 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 
I'm, I'm on the other hand, it's like, let's get something cool into the park again, get more <laughs> guests, like the new, new school people in there loving the parks. Um, I feel like that uh, the Disney purists don't, aren't get, don't really get DuckTales, the ones that really love the 87 version. But I feel like the writing and, and is so much more improved and the stories flow so much better than the original version. Mm-hmm. Now, Mitch, I got a confession to make to you guys, uh, Mitch. Um, I was one of the art design people, but Mike, <laughs> Mike kept pushing me. He said, just yeah. watch about three or four episodes, ignore the art design for those three or four episodes and tell me what you think. And I did. I was like, you know what? I, I'm starting to like it. It's straight. I'm getting, I, I just ignored the art design after that. I started getting hooked into the storyline, you know? And you know, what's funny about that, Will, is that I'm usually one of those people who are really hard on new versions of shows. Like, I really don't like the new Animaniacs for a variety of reasons. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hard on things that are, you know, rebooted. But for some reason with DuckTales, nothing bothered me because I just, I had a sixth sense going in that whoever was in charge of this, because I didn't know who Frank Angonis was at the time. I just figured whoever's in charge of this must really like this. And I started hearing, hearing rumors about Darkwing even before the show started airing. So I knew. And it's, mm-hmm. it bothers me to this day, six years after the initial photos were released, that people still haven't seen it and just continue to say, I hate the square heads, which means <laughs> they are only still going on photographs. Mm-hmm. You and know, you know it's, there are sometimes the, the design of a show is off-putting and it's hard to get past it. I, I, I feel like I've experienced that as well. I don't think I ever experienced that with DuckTales. The very first image that we got with them in the, in the Jeep going th- on an adventure and everybody's like falling out or hanging on or shooting a slingshot or whatever was going on. Mm-hmm. I was pumped as soon as I saw it. I was like, <laughs> that is the show I want. I want these characters just out doing amazing adventures and having a good time and, yeah. and the family part of it. Um, but we have heard that a lot over the last few years um, about people who didn't like the square heads. Um, and I get that. I mean, traditionalists, you, you've got a design that's always worked. Why move away from it? And there was some really cool concept art in the beginning of DuckTales uh, that was a little more traditional, too. Yeah. But honestly, I can't imagine having that instead of what we got. Right. Um, I feel like the show's done a really good job. And, and I think everything about the show does this it does a really good job of kind of playing homage to what came before, like how you get the, uh, the, the newspaper dots in the backgrounds and how you get a lot of the designs that you, you immediately see it and you know what it is, even though it may be sli- you know, slightly different or way different from what we're used to. But at the same time, they do something brand new that you've never seen before and put a twist on something that you never expect. And I feel like the art design is, is just like that. I, I mm. like that it isn't a slave to the original show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Mike is obsessed with the show. He loves it. <laughs> I'm kind of like, I don't know if you guys heard our podcast, but I'm kind of like in the middle. I love the first two seasons. The third season is kind of where I kind of started drifting away. Um, a problem I had was at first, I love that the boys, Josh uh, mentioned this earlier, that the boys had their own personalities. But by the third season, I started feeling like it was becoming a problem. We, we've had too many personalities, a lot of new characters. The boys had their own personality. They had their own storyline. Does that bother you guys a little bit with like such a character problem? There's just so many characters. And then all these Disney afternoon cameos just dropping in. There are way too many characters yeah. in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody has a favorite. Uh, 
Glomgold. It, it, I don't know if you. I love uh, we love Glomgold. Glomgold <laughs> is the greatest character. I feel like. I mean, I never thought in 1987 version of Glomgold was that that fun. But how is Glomgold my favorite character in this new version? I have no idea. He's hilarious, mm-hmm. and uh, I want more Glomgold. But I understand I can't get that because he's not in the core family, and everybody's mm-hmm. got to get their. Uh, get their spots i believe that in season three it's starting to get too big if you look at the character poster there's like 50 different characters on there and everybody has a favorite so it's funny you mentioned glomgold and he's only been in one episode the entire season and not even for the entire thing just the end of it yeah and he was the hero of duckburg from the season (laughs) finale of of we've barely seen him and we've barely seen the beagle boys oh don't get me started on the beagles (laughs) i need more beagles i love the beagle boys oh yeah more beagles the better just throw them in everywhere. I think they should be sprinkled all around Duckburg, causing all kinds of chaos. They should be in the background somewhere holding up a place. I mean, um, well, the issue with season three is there's only room for one set of villains right now. And right. Fowl's pretty much taken up the entire second half of the season. Mm-hmm. There's no room for Glomgold and the Beagle Boys. And I'm not that upset because at least we get a lot of like the Darkwing stuff out of it and Fowl and Steelbeak. But still, I'd love to see those characters a little bit more. I love Glomgold. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're planning the different seasons out. The first season was a Dewey-centric season, and then the second season was uh, all Louis, and then this season is Huey. So they're trying to focus on a a different um, nephew for each of the uh, seasons. In the episode they're coming back with next month will be Huey-centric with Huey and Mm -hmm. Fenton and Gandra. Probably the last spoilers episode, I think. Possibly, except I'm sure he'll be in the finale. This is the last focused on it. Yeah. Was that Josh? They they still have are characters that we haven't even seen yet. The they have kind of they announced that um not Baloo, but um Kit is gonna show up and and um so we we know that there there's still more characters they're gonna bring in into this. And I'm thinking that the finale is just gonna be jam-packed of just oh I I envision a a scene like uh uh, in game when everybody just comes and we're gonna <laughs> i want to see everything. how they do that but also differentiate it from moonvasion because mm-hmm. that was every character together against a common yeah. enemy so i want to see how this show ends without copying that season two finale and they may go in a totally different direction i mean we're all expecting everyone to show up but maybe everyone's parts already been played they could. and in the end it's just the main family who's who's there fighting foul mm-hmm. um, and however that works out Technically, that's how it should end, but you know a lot of people are going to be disappointed if all those other characters don't play a part. Yeah. Yeah, and the part about it becoming too crowded in retrospective of the series and looking at the fact that we're looking at the series finale as well as the season finale, yeah, I I feel like we've gotten too many characters and and there's characters that we want to see more of that we can't, Mm -hmm. but if the show had continued to a fourth season, I kind of feel like we would have had more room a little more space and it wouldn't have felt as crowded. I think they found out that the show was going to be ending before they finished up. Um, it does feel like that. Yeah. Yeah. They, they knew they, they knew going in. So they tried to tell the most massive tale they could and better mm-hmm. off for it. Yep. Yeah. Now Mike doesn't agree with me on this next gripe I have with the show, but he understands my gripe. I kind of feel like Scrooge is no longer the main character. He's kind of like been 100%. Yeah, you agree yeah, with that? It's the kids. It's the kids. The mm-hmm. kids are the main characters. Um, I would like to, I know we've got a lot of fans of our show, a lot of people we talk with um, almost daily who feel like Scrooge is not getting enough time. 
Uh, I, I feel like Scrooge deserves a, more time, and I also, but I do think, um, based on some um, tumbles, I, I think that's what we call it. I don't really know Tumblr. Uh, <laughs> Frank, on Frank's tumbles, um, he's mentioned a lot about Scrooge and and this theme of legacy in this season. So yeah. I think the the last part, I guess, is not a half. The last half part of this season is going to focus on him more. I think he's going to be a, a key point. I feel like they're slowly giving him more screen time in this back half of season three. Yeah, the beginning of season three, he was barely in it. And mm -hmm. to me, that's a problem. But they have focused on him a little bit more. Um, the first adventure, the Christmas episode, the Fountain of Youth one. If anything, Launchpad just disappeared after after uh, Let's Get Dangerous. We haven't seen him at all. Well, that's because he's driving to St. Canard. Yeah. <laughs> that's a long commute. <laughs> he sleeps on the way back <laughs> now mike you love the new gizmo duck right yeah i specifically i love the new gizmo duck not as big a fan of fenton himself okay all right uh i'm kind of he's okay i'm not crazy about him i prefer the old gizmo so it, to me it's like there's characters i prefer in the new one over the old one and then the, there's characters i prefer in the old one over the new one like uh example i i love the new webby couldn't stand the old one. The old one was such a crybaby and a little prissy girl, you know, like she was so stereotyped, you know? Um, Beakley. Who, who else? Beakley. What's that? Beakley. Beakley. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely love the new Beakley. LP, I don't know. I like both. It's hard. We have such an emotional attachment to Launchpad because of how many shows he was in and how much we love Darkwing. Mm -hmm. He's one of those characters that's really hard because you really are emotionally attached to him after a while. So it's mm -hmm. difficult. I like the new Launchpad, not as much as the old one, but He's fine. Gyro, yeah. I'm kind of in the middle too. I, I like both of them, but I don't have one preference over the other. He's a and very for totally different, different reasons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Totally different reasons too. I mean, um, that first entrance of the new Gyro was, I mean, nothing like what we expected when he kicks the door open and he's like, everybody shut up. I've done something brilliant. Um, and it just, it's the perfect picture of that character. And I, I really enjoy what they did with him. And then even the flashback to his past where they showed him in the past, he was a little more like he the had the that hair. We, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And even his personality, he was more willing to talk about caring about someone. And, um, but I love the original character too. I mean, it's, it's hard to beat that character. He's been around so long. You know, it took me two years to come around on the new gyro and it was in Moonvasion when he came out with the clones and after the second one gets shot, he goes, that could have been me. I don't know anymore. Yeah. And that's when I said, okay, I like how they've, but they, again, it, it's, besides Astro Boy, they've hardly used him this season. You haven't yeah. seen him. And it's, mm. again, it's a shame. A lot of the characters are getting one episode this season and that's it. Yeah. Adele yeah, is another character that a lot of people would have liked to see more of because they, they made that whole big season about getting her back in season two. And then in season three, she's just hanging out and, Mm -hmm. not a part of the storylines really yeah. i'd be interested to see what kind of relationship between the old and the new of how many characters were in episodes so like say in the original had this many episodes of gizmonduck how much does the the new one have well then, once I, they came up curious. once they came up with gizmo duck on the original ducktales that's all that's the only character they yeah, ever used the last few seasons was all gizmonduck was like and everything <laughs> 
Now, Mike, um, I'm glad you touched on something today in our uh, we ha- guys, we have a, like a Darkwing uh, Facebook chat with like a whole bunch of our friends and stuff on there. And I've mentioned this numerous times how much I hate Mark Beats. And Mike brought it up today. And he's I was so glad he did because I I thought I was the only one who felt this way. Right. Uh, Josh, I'll let you uh, counter me first or respond to me first after I finish this. But it really irritates me that they always have Gizmo with with Mark Beats. I can't Mm. stand that. Like, why is he the only villain for him? So I think we're going on four episodes next month this point that Gizmoduck was a star character and his adversary was Mark Beeks. I get that Frank Angonis wants him to be Gizmoduck's adversary, but I want to see Gizmoduck do other things, mm-hmm. not just go against the same guy every time. Yeah. Josh, how do you feel about that? Him would always with Mark Beeks. Well, you know, I, I do have this kind of love-hate with Mark Beeks. I, I actually like the character a lot, but mm-hmm. I like him because of how annoying he is. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, it, it, it does have a strange relationship between between them, and I understand that they put them together because Mark Beeks is supposed to be this like tech mongrel, and he's trying to get the technology. And Gizmo Duck really has really the only big technology in the show to mm-hmm. to try and go for. Um, I think the the inter- interesting dynamic that they have changed in this um, is just that right. uh, is Gandra D. Yeah, I can't say her name, but she is kind of more of an adversary of Gizmo Duck, but then also they're they like like each other. And, and in the original, uh, she was just kind of like this secretary girl who another just, 80s stereotype. Yeah, exactly. And so they did give that relationship kind of a, a twist, but I do see that I feel like Mark Beeks was gonna be used in a different way, but I think because of the whole technology things that they they just put them together. And it's kind of a shame because I, I feel like uh, Mark Beeks could have gone, been more of a bigger villain to the, the, the family, but now he's kind of focused, changed his focus to, to Gizmo Duck and like solely Gizmo Duck. Yeah. <laughs> it's because that's his focus. His focus is on Gizmo Duck. He wants yeah. that tech. I would like um, to see Gizmo Duck go against, up against a super villain or something or a whole horde of Beagle mm-hmm. Boys or something like that. It's yeah. when it's always Mark Beeks, you don't get to see him do different things as a character. Exactly. We saw him fight Doofenshmirtz, though. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That is but true. That is in true. In the original, I, the, the reason I like Gizmo Duck so much in the original is just because of like all the cool things. You like almost every episode, he had something different in his suit. Mm-hmm. You have a TV in his chest. He did that throw pies or whatever, and and you get some of that, but I feel like there's not as big of a range of what you can see his, his what you can do yet. I like about the old Gizmo Duck is that in that show Fenton was truly a loser. He was so scatterbrained. He lived with his mother in a trailer. She was trailer trash. He came from nothing, and he's still a complete spaz. And the fact that he's a competent superhero at all is amazing in the original yeah. Ducktales. Mm-hmm. In the new show, he's a genius. And it really changes who that character is. I like him as a big goofball and like tacky multicolored suits. I like mm-hmm. the original Fenton. Not feeling the new one, but Gizmo Duck himself, I'm cool with no matter what incarnation it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and I think that has some to do with um, some of the creator's fondness for the character and what they, maybe the, the spin that they gave the character and how they've changed him. Um, Cause I know that they spoke, I mean, he was in all of the promo stuff before the show came out. Um, because Lin-Manuel Miranda was going to be voicing him and so they were really on board with that they still did fit in a lot of the goofy stuff when the character was first introduced um, he you know he he was in the bathroom was his office and uh, he's he's still living with his mom and then when he does meet Gandra D 
doesn't he end up wearing his dad's suit or something? It's like a leisure suit. So yeah, or maybe it was like more of an eighties. It was, was a Mormon Miami Vice suit. When his mother yeah. said she had his dad's suit, my fingers were crossed that it was the same colors of the classic one, but it yeah. was like an 80s leisure shoot. And I was like, oh, all right, they're not going to go in that direction. Oh, well, yeah. what are you going to do? <laughs> so they tried to do that a little bit, but you're right. They they moved away from it and made the character. Um, I don't know if it's more appealing for a younger audience or not. I, I, think, I think he's pretty popular. I think his toy would have sold a lot of figures. I really wanted that. Oh, man. <laughs> yes we've tried we we've still tried to, to see if we could get a hold of one and, and nobody knows what happened to him mm. that's, that's that's a shame now steven who was your favorite villain in the old darkwing the 91 darkwing great question i mean i like i like magic of the spell i feel like she was the main um villain from that the 87 ducktales mm -hmm. what do you think of her new design oh i like her new design yeah she's fine yeah, I, I like Lena too, though. I, Lena's like one of my favorite characters, man. I freaking love Lena. If, if you can't get June Foray anymore, you might as well just do something totally different with Magicka. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah I like her design. I liked her. I like her with the green, uh, her green face. And um, is she, I want her to inter, uh, face uh, Scrooge some more. Hopefully, we get that before the ser uh, series ends. She's not, a, she's not as. as She's not as uh, obsessed with the number one dime on this series, right? Not anymore. Yeah, nope. she was a little bit, right, for a couple yeah. of episodes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they had Lena trying to get it because she was trapped in it, and that yeah. was the obsession. Mm -hmm. But I don't think she's brought it up since. It's just been about getting her magic back, which she did. Yeah. Um, she doesn't and we haven't seen now. her since. Yeah. yeah. yeah they don't um, really have much of a any, anybody going after the number one dime anymore. Not no. even the Beagles. We've Very not had an episode where the Beagles have like storm the I want to be wherever. so bad yeah. I was talking I, with Mike about that like man they need to have an episode where the Beagle Boys are trying to get in that money bin and everything yes, you know, they've like, never done it never I done need it. that the Beagles <laughs> thing the Beagles thing in this show seems to be about getting ownership of the town back yeah and they haven't touched on that all season because they haven't even had the Beagles so yeah. who knows but um let's talk a bit more about Darkwing specifically the original show okay mm -hmm. um Favorite villains, uh, Steve. Let's start with you. Favorite villains. We got a couple of them above me here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I like Negaduck a lot. And I, think he, I think he's my favorite. Okay, Josh. But there's no wrong choice. <laughs> like, there, there really is not a wrong choice unless you say something like uh... ample grime. <laughs> yeah, she's I, my go-to for all Darkwing villains. <laughs> I, I'm from I, New I would... Orleans, so it's it's Jambalaya Jake. <laughs> I, I would say my, mine is Negaduck, but just to, to for the sake of being different, my second favorite is Quackerjack. There you go. That's my boy. All right. <laughs> All right, man. Going last. Okay, so Negaduck was my number one, and Quackerjack was my number two. So, <laughs> wow, um, no Megavolt but, love. But well, that's what I was gonna say. But as a kid, it was probably Megavolt because it was hilarious mm -hmm. how he would talk to all the appliances mm -hmm. and carry on like. He was, he was their champion. And as a kid, that, that just had me rolling. So as a kid, Megavolt. Okay. I should have got yours? my action figures out. I have the, I have the Megavolt that lights up. He has yeah. The backup I have that too. And it's, there's, Will's got his. 
Yeah. How, how was how did that get approved <laughs> people listening to the podcast will just picked up his playmates megavolt and was flicking the little flint on the back yeah i don't know how that got approved <laughs> and mike you were a megavolt well you're still a megavolt guy i'm still a megavolt guy but negaduck sometimes gets close mm-hmm. and i go i go back and forth in the two of them but it mostly is megavolt yeah i always tell our listeners like uh i'm a hardcore crackerjack guy so for the new DuckTales, I had it the best. I got Michael Bell to return as the voice mm-hmm. actor. Yeah. I had Mr. Banana Brain in there. Uh, Patty Whack had a little cameo. Like, it, it didn't get no better than that, you know? No. <laughs> Keith Ferguson does a great Megavolt, though. That is yes. really good. Mm-hmm. When he spoke as Megavolt in that first episode, I thought that was Dan Castellaneta. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so did Pirate. He messaged me at like 3.15 in the morning. And like, and it's not even Steve. <laughs> yeah yeah when that episode went live the buddy system it, it, i think it was uh midnight eastern time it went on demand and I, I called them two up i'm like dude i don't know what y'all are doing just watch the first minute of this episode so you can see so i'm not gonna spoil it but just watch the episode so when i watched that one and jim got to do a darkwing entrance on film for the first time and i don't know how long i dropped to my knees and i shouted <laughs> Now, Mitch, what was your favorite Darkwing episode from the 91 series? Is it a cop-out to say Justice Ducks? No. I I almost feel like it is. But, I mean, honestly, that's the one that, you know, there was a long span where I didn't see the series from childhood Mm -hmm. until I I was an adult. And um, I didn't have any of the video. I I didn't have any of the VHS. But that was, like, the one episode I remembered the most. And I don't know how I saw it so many times. But it probably was just, you know, all the villains. It's memorable. Yeah, yeah, is all the villains coming together. You have that fearsome five. And um, I mean, it's just, it's a great Negaduck episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so many laughs. And that was one of the things about the series that probably set it apart from everything else for me. Because honestly, before before the Disney afternoon, really before Darkwing, I would have probably considered, as a kid, I would have considered myself more of a, a WB fan. Looney Tunes was right. my jam. Mm-hmm. And so, although I liked Disney and, you know, I'd seen Disney movies and stuff, they didn't speak to me as a kid as much as Looney Tunes did. Probably <laughs> says a lot about me. But then when no, Dark... I love Looney Tunes. <laughs> when Darkwing came along, it was like the perfect blend between those. You had that slapstick, um, really goofy antics with the anvils and falling off buildings and stuff like that. And then you also had like, well, Tad calls it that Disney heart where you yeah. had the family aspect and everything. Mm. How, about you, How about you, Steven? Yeah. What was your favorite uh, episode from the night? I love a lot of them, but uh, I'm just going to pick a random one. Dry, I, I like dry hard because it's a, I feel like it's a great, it is uh, a good one. Before good starting one. this podcast, not to interrupt before starting this podcast, I had no idea how many people liked dry hard that much, but we hear it so much from people mm-hmm. who love that episode. I never had any idea. Yeah, it was, it was a cool liquidator uh, origin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you, Josh? You have a favorite episode? Um, other than Justice Ducks, <laughs> uh, I like the one, uh, the one that sticks out of my mind is the um, it's, uh, life, the negaverse and everything. There you go. That's Mike's. <laughs> that one That one is definitely one that sticks out of my mind. When I was a kid, I used to, I had I record every episode on VHS and, and I had these, a pile of them. That I would just go through, and that was one of the ones that I enjoyed watching. 
Well, oh, man, I ain't get no I, love on mine. I, I would say I would say Negaverse is the cop out answer, but I don't care because it's my favorite. Like almost <laughs> everyone says that one, and that's like a super cop out one. But it's so hard to argue that it's one of the best. Mm-hmm. Oh man, nobody no, gave love to mine. The honey was Mr. Banana Brain. Uh, okay. That's my good baby. <laughs> that is a good one though. Yeah, we actually had got the interview Dev Ross too. Uh, she wrote that episode, Hunting and Miss Banana Bread. What else she wrote? She wrote like four good ones, right? Quiverwing Quack. She wrote um, Time, Time and, and punishment. punishment. Those are her three best. Mm-hmm. Oh, Fungus Among Us. Oh, yeah, Fungus Among Us. She yeah. also created uh, Morgana. That's her baby. She loves Morgana. Man, you know, I'm, I'm really shocked Morgana never popped up in the new DuckTales. I, we, you know, we've talked about it. I, I don't think we'll see it in the show. I don't think so either. Maybe if there's a spinoff. With probably. a character like they Magicka, it. it's kind of hard to come up with two, yeah. another witch. It's kind of redundant territory, so I get it. Mm-hmm. It's also not Darkwing's show, so giving him a girlfriend when we've barely seen Daisy Duck. You know, <laughs> That's true. And That's even true. not just Daisy, um, Goldie. We barely see either character to show up and give Darkwing Duck a girlfriend. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Is this the Darkwing Duck show? Yeah. Um, well, that's a good segue. What do you think the future holds? I know we're all upset that DuckTales is ending. Where do you think we're going? I feel like this show was made for spinoffs. And I, I'm, I'm very surprised that there aren't any announced yet. But with so many characters, you would think that, and a lot of the creators have have used the same term that we use the Disney afternoon universe. Yeah, uh, that that it, we're in that age now, and and you would think the Darkwing Duck spinoff would have been announced by now. But I feel like that is where we're going with the Darkwing mm. Duck. Spin-off. I mean, the company who owns Marvel, right? Who who has who has done this expanded universe, taking it from comics and made it translate into film, moving into television also trying to do it right now with star wars right trying to make it into more of a expanded multimedia universe that everybody is more aware of all the aspects i just would think this would make sense i mean we all we grew up with the disney afternoon and we have cash now yeah here's here's the thing with disney they're really weird about any property that doesn't make a lot of money yeah Mm -hmm. like look at the muppets it's they bought the muppets and they've done so little with them Disney afternoon stuff, you could have all the good intentions in the world like Frank and Gonis did, but if Disney doesn't want to do it, it's yep. not going to happen. Yep. And that's the shame. That's the shame yeah. of it all. Well, you know, yeah. um, they put out the, the, the episode, um, the latest episode of the Darkwing Duck um, on YouTube. And I, I think to me, that was them testing the waters mm-hmm. and seeing what kind of interest they may get because they've only released two episodes for free on YouTube, yeah. the original pilot and then this. They know and, there's an audience for it. And they know it's an audience and, and they know people aren't, they don't have Disney XT. I know I, we've had problems where we had, it was on Disney XT, then Disney Channel, now it's back on Disney XT and people don't have it. So the rev- the, the viewership is going to be way lower. And so I think they're testing the waters personally. And I'm hoping that with the amount of views that it's, it's getting that we may have a good chance that there will be something in the future what i'm thinking is disney's head is probably okay we know there's an audience for darkwing we want to do it but we don't want those guys to do it that's where i think they're at right now i mean that seth rogan rumor was a really odd one why don't they just get frank's crew okay spin off you can have darkwing but that didn't seem to happen that crew's doing other things now so i feel like disney's like no you had your show it's over 
we want to do Darkwing, but we're going to do it a different way now. That's what I think is going on here. But we just we're just sitting here waiting for a real announcement. Yeah, it also seems yeah. like they're, they're 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 trying to get everything off of Disney and Disney XD and just going to Disney Plus. You know, they want to wipe but, the slate clean. They want to yeah. just. I think they they're done with all their cable stuff. They're waiting for everything to end because everything slowly is ending over mm-hmm. on cable, and they just want to start clean on Disney Plus. I think it's a big part of it too. Yeah, and we've heard from a number of people recently because Disney XD has been pulled in countries all over the world. Mm -hmm. So there's people currently who don't have access to it or looking for other ways to get access to DuckTales when it comes back. They don't have they don't have the channel anymore. Um, So, yeah, it's definitely I mean, I wonder what things would have been like had DuckTales premiered on a streaming platform. I mean, I know it came out a couple years too soon, but how would it be different? Would would it be? you know, a larger success. Um, I mean, I, th- I feel like the show is a huge success uh, for an animated show. I, I think that Disney XD heard it and, th- and then going back and forth and all the hiatuses, yeah, which yeah. is like half of our podcast episodes covering hiatus yeah. time. Um, all of that just kind of hurt, hurt that. Um, you know, we had heard rumors of a dark ring, a dark wing um, uh, spinoff uh-huh. a long time ago. Yeah. and on multiple fronts and we've got some stories that we look forward to telling when we can um we've got some people who we've we've told them we won't tell what you tell you know we won't tell yeah until until it's until you okay it and when mm-hmm. we can't it's a hilarious stories um but we thought a spinoff was coming like 100 percent. so the seth rogan news was we, we were all three of us were just like, what is this? I think, I think pirate messaged Frank. <laughs> it was <laughs> like, what is this? Like, th- I mean, Frank has never told us that there's one. So I want to make sure everybody understands yeah. that Frank's mm-hmm. never spilled anything to us. Frank has always treated us in all of our private conversations, the same way he does publicly. Mm-hmm. And when he's been on our podcast and he acts like he's going to tell us something, he never does. And <laughs> it's fun. Uh, right. It's, it's fun. Right, yeah. uh, <laughs> but um, I, I really, I don't know anymore. I, I would have, I told people for the longest time, I'd be more surprised if it didn't happen than mm-hmm. if it did. And I said that for the longest time because I felt like I knew, um, but I couldn't say. And then when that news broke, it was like, this is not what I know about. Like, mm-hmm. I know about yeah. things and this isn't it. Yeah. I, I maybe think it it's, would, maybe it's not real. I think it would do well on Disney Plus if it premiered on there or something. Yeah, it probably like, will. Every time I'm on or social marketing. media, yeah, every time I'm on social media, all I see is people talking about The Mandalorian, WandaVision. So it's, I think it would do well. You know, Amazing. children are on social media. They're on TikTok. They're on Instagram. They will be promoting it themselves, you know? Hey, Dis- you need to check this out. Disney has designs on the Disney afternoon. I mean, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, live action animated movies coming out on Disney Plus, which shows that Disney has some interest in reviving these shows apart from DuckTales. If they could do Rescue Rangers, I don't see why they can't do Darkwing. That's how I found the new DuckTales show before it was announced, is I was digging around online trying to find out about that Rescue Rangers movie because <laughs> I'd heard about it. I was like, I, I got to have this. I'm like, I, I need this. This is this is exactly the movie that I can't wait to take my kids to and, and to see. Um, I hope then, it isn't a train wreck. Uh, you know, that I'm, I'm going to I'm going to be optimistic, 
but that what was it it wasn't a synopsis we got something not long ago in a, the in synopsis an is horrible but yeah I mean, it's like, what it is could this be a thing? very good alvin and the chipmunks movie whatever the best one of those <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah I, I have hope for that movie. I hope it does well. Too. And the other Rescue Rangers thing that Disney's doing right now is there's a book series called um, right. The Mouse Watch, yeah. which is kind of a spinoff of the Rescue Rangers team and gadgets in it. And um, they mentioned the, the other Rescue Rangers in it. So they're it's really good. Disney knows that there's that people do like the Disney afternoon and the all the anniversaries. This is the 30th anniversary of Darkwing Duck. And I feel it. Like the merchandise that's coming out this year, it's uh, Tailspin got shafted last year. Yeah, poor yeah. Tailspin. Mike, isn't there some uh, Disney books coming out? Yeah, you got the Disney sanctioned one, which has been delayed twice. So who who the heck knows if that's ever coming out? But then you have the independent one from research of Tim Van Hall, uh, who I've been talking to back and forth over the past couple of years. That should be coming out soon too. Yeah. Um. If there's anything worth looking forward to this year, I'm going to say pray for that to come out this year because that's going to be amazing. But even the Disney sanctioned one, the Disney approved one is going to be cool, I'm sure. And yeah, just that get... one, that one, I got some new news on that. That one's not coming out till 2022 now. Yeah. Oh, it got pushed back. Probably because I have to pull all the DuckTales 2017 stuff out of it. Yeah. Mm. I, I promise that's it. Yeah. Because it... When we, we spoke with uh, the author is Jake S. Friedman. And when we spoke with him, he was really excited about all this stuff because he got to go to the animation studio and right. spend some time with them and everything. Mm -hmm. And I, I hope that's not pulled out. I, surely they're just rewriting it. Well, Tim Van Hall got to go to, he came all the way to the States because he lives in Belgium. He yeah. got to hang out with Tad Stones for a few weeks and go Stayed through his all house. of his, yeah, and got to go through all of his stuff. And he had told me, because I hadn't talked to the author of the Disney, the Disney approved one, that the book was a big por portion of the book was going to be hyping the new ducktales now it's ending yeah mm -hmm. so they're gonna have to do they're gonna have to just take it all out or rewrite it so it's not hyping it as a new show mm -hmm. was he talking about his book or the disney approved the one? disney book was going to be okay. hyping the new ducktales yeah. yeah no i 100 see that that's probably what's going on i i know that um it also it's it's release date moved multiple times and yeah. last uh, fall we were, the fall we before. were super excited about that book um, and then, and then Tim's as well. We've spoken with him. Um, th that's, uh, well, behind the scenes, he's not been on our show, but we've, uh, I was really looking forward. I am looking forward to that. I, I don't know the release date. Did you say when that one's coming out? He had told me it's an editing right now. We're actually okay. going to have him on the show. We're going to record with him next month. Oh, and awesome. yeah, so he's, um, we should learn a few things about when that's coming out. Then he said he wanted to have more time to figure out exactly when it's releasing. So he couldn't be with us this month, but we should be talking to him next month. Yeah, I searched for him. I found him on, I think it was on, well, I found him online after I found out that he stayed at Tad's house. I was like, I got to talk to you. You stayed at Tad's house. <laughs> See, I, I met him back when he was doing his, um, what was his, his original fundraising campaign for the, uh, the book. So yeah. I've known, I've known him for, me and him go back yeah, quite a while. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, we didn't hear about it until, I think it was Tad. Tad had posted something about Tim going through all this stuff. And that's when I started looking into it. Mike, what, what book is coming out? Uh, the one with the, the Justice Ducks and the Legend of the Chaos? Oh, Guy? the Disney Afternoon, the IDW uh, comics yeah. collection. Mm -hmm. So we, yeah. we got that. We got the Beast Kingdom action figure. We got the Q figure. There's a lot of Darkwing Duck stuff coming out. Like The Funkoverse, too. The Funkoverse. The Funkoverse oh, yeah. toy, yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's building to something. Yeah. I think so. 
Yeah. Josh, do you have any old Darkwing comics like the Boom series or the Joe books? You got any you of know, those? I didn't collect those. Mm-hmm. Um, I was more at that time when I kind of transitioned them to comics. I have a lot of Marvel and still and some DC, but the the Disney ones I didn't keep like I I I keep kept the other ones. So I'm kind of bummed. I have a, I, I do have um the books though the the where they have multiple mm-hmm. uh, the collection traits. yeah and i was able to get some of those signed by tad stones and aaron sparrow uh, and so oh don't feel bad josh i didn't I collect any until i met mike he he put okay. them on I, I didn't even know what they were i was <laughs> yeah i was buying multiples of each issue when they started coming on a decade ago yeah. so i had to have every cover yeah, that yeah. definitively dangerous edition is is like the bible of darkwing duck books mm-hmm. oh yeah and it's it's worth a lot of money now. Oh yeah, I I, I paid for some pretty good money for. Uh, I got two copies of it though, because one of them is not mint, so that's the one I use to read, and then the other one I'm saving to when I can get it autographed by Savani and Aaron Sparrow. Awesome. I got mm. mine when it was brand new, but I'm so afraid to handle it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys had uh, James Savani on y'all uh, podcast? <laughs> no, no, no. We need to. We've Every spoken with James, and um, you know sometimes with the three of us and, and recording schedules and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of people that we've spoken with that we have that one of these days. One of these talk. days. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's one of them. We, we almost had him on one time and there was a conflict that we had to, we weren't able to last minute. And that like that night was such a downer when we weren't able to do it. Um, but, uh, but we will, uh, we've spoken with him multiple times. A pirate like buys from him every week. So, yeah. that was so I, <laughs> that was us with mike peraza last year oh wow yeah, i'm yeah. still i'm still so shocked we even got him when we did right yeah. when the right when the pandemic hit and we had nothing to do and neither did he we, we were able to snag him for an interview that's I think, awesome i think now it probably wouldn't happen yeah, yeah. so he's busy right now yeah savani the problem is he's in hawaii he's like five or six yeah. hours behind ain't he yeah yeah, yeah and should, and Aaron's really cool. I like talking with Aaron Sparrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we were trying to have both of them on at the same time. But really, at this point, uh, we've talked about it. We'd like to have them on separate because I, I feel like we need more time with them. Uh, I, I love that yeah. series. I missed it, too, when it came out, the the Boom Studios, which um, by the time I started buying up Darkwing stuff and going back and, and trying to, to buy things, the definitively dangerous edition was like $20 on Amazon. <laughs> I don't, it was like that awkward, you know, time mm-hmm. in between when I guess it had first come out and people started to realize what it was. And so I got a copy of it from Amazon and um, I did get it signed. I met Aaron and James at Dragon Con in Atlanta um, a few years back. And so both of them signed my copy and uh, Tad has signed it. Um, as well um and i love that i love that but i do read it i'm the type of collector like i don't collect a lot of things um i don't collect pins and i still don't collect funko pops that aren't disney afternoon Uh, (laughs) but that's something that that i really enjoyed the story and so i wanted to have a a copy of it Mm -hmm. um i did when idw was reprinting those i did get those the disney afternoon giants Mm-hmm. Um, but those weren't the rewritten versions, correct? Right, it was the original. Yeah, the one by Ian Brill. Brill. Yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, which that Rescue Rangers comic was really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to go back and check those. That was one of the reasons why I wanted to grab it. 
Now, uh, I did a, like a virtual panel um, right when the pandemic started. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen it. Uh, I got Tad in it, Savani, Aaron Sparrow. Um, the thing is movie length. It, it's, it's like two hours long. It's I got long. all yeah. these people. I got all of them in there, and I was really shocked that a lot of people said their favorite part was Savani and Aaron Sparrow's on there. Yeah. They they gave you a lot of great info on how they started the comic. Yeah. Like, that was a lot of good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're great guys. I mean, they're passionate fans. Um, like I said, I got to meet them a couple of times. And then I also got to sit in on a panel uh, at, at a Dragon Con that they were at. Um, and they're just passionate fans. They just really, really love the character and they want to do something with him. And um, unfortunately, Disney Comics, I just don't know what's going on with that. I would love, yeah. love to have like current disney comics mm-hmm. like i want current uncle scrooge not reprints from you know in other countries which are great stories and a lot of those are fun when yeah. when you know i have, I have a friend who localizes i have a friend who localizes those yeah yeah and, and but if we're all sitting here worried about the future of like actual like dc comics what future <laughs> does disney comics have right i mean comics just as an industry needs a complete restructure of some yeah, kind. Yeah, before something happens and they're gone for good. Yeah. We don't want that. It's so crazy to think about how popular Marvel is today and yet comics struggle so much. I just don't understand. I, and I've had these conversations with different people. I mean, just why can't comics break? Why aren't they as popular as they used to be? Or is it's, it just because it's, I mean, it's because they moved in the comic book shops and they're not in the grocery store. I mean, that's- Well, that's, yeah, it's like my, my daughter, she loves the Marvel hero. She has- she has um, Thor's hammer. She's been running around with it. She's six. We've been playing Lego Marvel video game, but she doesn't know them from the comics. I have to keep reminding her. Mm-hmm. Um, these were comics. They weren't just movies. And yeah. if I figured, if, I feel like if I don't remind her of that, she would never know. Yeah. yeah. And, that's mo- and that's most kids. And, you know, there's a, there's a huge um, community around Disney Duck comics. Online, oh, yeah. you know, when we first started podcasting and we were covering DuckTales and we were like, hey, we enjoyed 87 and we're here for, you know, 2017. We're excited about this. And like every email, every message that we got, we would we would end with. And you guys got to check out all those old comics. You got to read the comics. You got to read yeah. Don Rosa. You got to read Carl Barks, because honestly, and we've always been upfront about this. We hadn't we hadn't read them um, until people kept on us. And um Man, those are some great comics. We love those. Fanographics knocking it out of the park with those releases, mm-hmm. um, uh, re-releases. But, I mean, fabulous-looking books and hardcovers and uh, great stories. Uh, I think uh, we were trying to collect Life and Times original copies in yeah. the last couple of yeah. years. And and I, I completed my collection last year. Um, and it's it's one of my favorite. Like, I'm a, I'm a huge comic book fan. I've got Mar- mostly Marvel comics from um, all throughout my childhood. I, I have mostly, most everything. Um, but those are <laughs> like my prized possessions. And I just got them in the last year because they mean a lot more to me. Well, there are a lot of people who would say, and I think rightfully, that Scrooge McDuck is one of the greatest comic book characters that have ever mm-hmm. been created. And they're not wrong. Right. Like he is Absolutely. still crazy popular in almost every country that is in the U.S., funny enough. So is Donald Duck. Like he's gigantic, but they know him from the comics overseas. That's where he's most popular. And that's Sounds like you were uh, describing Don Rosa as well. <laughs> nobody, nobody knows him in the United States, but he's uh, in Italy or in, in Sweden. 
And the Americans, the Americans who meet him always ask him about DuckTales, and he hates that. Got a sign on his desk. Put signs on his desk. Do not ask me about DuckTales. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, we're running out of time. Uh, Pirate, can you plug where people can find you guys at and stuff, man? And what's the name of the podcast? You know where yeah, we're so, at, Pirate? Um, <laughs> we'll have Mitch. Uh, let me let me do some of it. We have our Twitter account that um, that we post nonstop. I'm uh, one of my bad habits is I'm plugged into the internet nonstop, and I just whenever I find merchandise or anything, I'm putting it on there for mm-hmm. Disney Afternoon, um, and that's right. at Duck Talks is the Twitter account. We also have a blog, um, which is DuckTalks.com, which we put a lot of a lot of different product reviews and information about episodes and um yeah people hate us because we make them spend money because they got our first we got our first meme this year of someone it was glom gold saying curse you duck talks and i (laughs) saved it like that's how i know i've made a dent in the internet is that i have a meme (laughs) (laughs) oh man josh can you tell you where you can find our podcast okay uh josh can you tell us like what upcoming episodes y'all may have uh, of the podcast yeah oh <laughs> we filmed some uh, you got we filmed something last week and i wasn't able to make it uh so we'll probably be filming some episodes in the next few weeks okay. um, we're changing our format a little bit um mm-hmm. and um but once the new episodes of duck talks hit we're going to be probably shooting out episodes every week for the the, the last um i think there's like probably five more episodes is that is something that like that yeah where, where can people find your podcast you can find us that uh, we have a few different places uh, we do um, have them through iTunes. Uh, we do post uh, through our website, a link where you can download it as well. And we try to have them on YouTube. I'm a few episodes behind on YouTube, but I got to catch up on that. Um, but the majority of them, you can just get them from iTunes and um, Mitch, is there any other place that we have your them? favorite podcatcher? Uh, we're, yeah, we're part of right. res TV and res does an amazing job of, of handling that for us. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got us out there We're you can find us um, on Spotify. I know that's a lot where of I found you Spotify. Yeah. Um, you're, you know, Android, Apple devices were there. Um, you can find us over on YouTube and, but our blog does have, uh, where someone can stream it online if they want to do it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you can find us. We're out there. And Mike, where can they find us at? Okay, you can find the St. Canard Files on all major podcast apps, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, iTunes, everywhere, Pocket Cast, Radio Public. I do this spiel every episode. Uh, <laughs> we also post uh, episodes up on YouTube, so you can watch us over there. Um, iHeartRadio and Pandora, I think I got all of them. Uh, Will, do you have any shout-outs tonight? No, no shout outs. I guess I'm just going to shout out anybody who loves DuckTales uh, 2017 and anybody who likes Duck Talks uh, podcast. Those are my shout outs. We are very happy you guys could join us tonight. We're very thankful you were on. Yeah, so everybody stay dangerous. Good night. Until next time.